Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Car Talks with Victoria. So I recently went to DC for Scissors concert and one of my coworkers said that I should do like a little review of my weekend trip. When we got there, we were hungry. So we went to this ramen spot called Jinyu Ramen. I personally, I felt like I shouldn't have to pay a base price of over $15 for like the type of ramen that I want and then pay an additional $2 for any topping that I want. But it was still good. I got like the chicken ramen. It was really bland. The chicken was, looked like they boiled it, didn't season it or anything. But my friend got the tonkatsu ramen and it was really flavorful, it was good. But he got a topping and didn't know that it was an additional like $4 for the topping. So there's that. Um, we went late, so I won't like complain too much about the service. It was like 10 o'clock and they closed at 11. But it was like, we I didn't get my drink until after I got my food. And then when I got my drink, I only tasted liquor. He was like, oh yeah, I ran out of mango. And I was like, so you only put liquor in this? But it ended up being fine. Um, then we went out, we went to a bar called Number Nine and then Trade. Uh, both of those places I've been to before, they're either a hit or a miss. <laughs> so number nine was definitely let's finish our drinks and let's go. And then trade was actually good. They played good music the whole night. Usually they only play oomps, oomps music, like house music. But they were playing Beyonce that night, like old and new Beyonce, Destiny's Child Beyonce. They were playing Megan. So Megan was mixed in, Rihanna, new and old. It was just overall a good music vibe. So no complaints there. My only, well, just one complaint. Um, There's never a bathroom. Like they were gay clubs, but I didn't have a bathroom to use. So I had to hold it until we got back to the hotel later that night. That was not fun. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we have a male restroom and then an intersex restroom or like an all gendered restroom, but it's full so you can't use that and you obviously can't use the dude one because it's just urinal so good luck so it's like do you want another drink i literally cannot take another drink right now so the next day we went to rebel taco for like a lunch kind of deal it was still brunch when we got there even though it was almost like four o'clock we got a lote from rebel taco and like one other kind of taco. I don't know what kind of taco my friend got, but I know I got like a chicken taco and then the Lamboria tacos. Everything was delicious, like 10 out of 10, but that Lamboria taco was definitely a 15 out of 10 because the dude even came up to us and was like, try the Lamboria taco without the broth or burrito, whatever, and then try it with it and tell me how it tastes. When I tasted that taco, I was like, oh, he came over here because he made this and he knows it's good. 10 out of 10, knock it out of the park. Now, whenever me and my friend go to DC, we always go to this place called Mission on U Street. They're a 10 out of 10 for me too, because their happy hour is really nice and their happy hour is on the weekend too. So the picture is like $25. So we usually get two pictures and then their sliders are like 450 for one. And I wouldn't go hungry, 
Well, I've never gone hungry and like needed to get a whole lot of food just because it is a little pricier. So because we just had just had Rebel Taco, we, there was no need to like get a whole bunch of food. So we just got the, um, the sliders, like one slider per person. Then on Monday, we went to this restaurant called Matchbox for lunch and that was very good. Well, the pizza was really good. Pizza is their specialty. Um, we also got an appetizer, the calamari. The calamari was not good. It's calamari squid, so I need it cooked. So I don't, I forget that I'm eating squid and I feel like I'm doing something adventurous by having calamari. That was soft. I bit into one and I knew I was eating calamari. And I was like, this is disgusting. But my pizza was delicious. I got the chicken pesto pizza. It was really good. It was good cold too, because we didn't have no um, microwave in our room. Now the, the hotel we stayed at, it was Hotel Xena. It's a women inspired hotel. Like you walk in and the front desk is artwork of heels. Like it's made out of heels and it, it's a statement piece. And then the guy who greeted us, he was like, oh, you'll find a bunch of artwork like this all around the hotel. Well, one of the times we was upstairs and I looked at the mural across from the elevators on our floor, I was like, these are pads. And I was like, I'm pretty sure these are the insides to pads in a mural. I was like, that is definitely a woman inspired mural. Now, the main event, listen, her concert was amazing. I don't know, people talk about her, her album was trash, that it was for the whites. I didn't understand any of that because I thought the album was amazing. The album had a mix of like a little genre. You could tell when she was just having fun with her music. And overall, I loved it. Maybe because I'm just as toxic as she is, but you know, I love the album. So to go see her perform that live and then it was really like a Broadway show. Like I went to see a Broadway show for the first time last year. And that's what it felt like. Cause they had, she had the set changes. The dancers were amazing. She was really telling a story. This whole album told a story. And that's what the concert gave. It was very beautiful. Some of her, some of her outfits were ethereal. I just looked that word up y'all. Well, how to say it. And you know, some of them were chill. Some. All of them gave a vibe of her though. Like, I love SZA because she really puts herself, a piece of herself into her music and it's her, you know? She truly gave us a piece of herself that night, I felt like, cause nothing was lazy. Everything was very, everything was very planned out. She even did some songs off of Control those fit into the set. It wasn't just like a, oh, I guess I'll do this song next, which I know all artists plan out day um, concerts and stuff. But like this one was just like extra planning from the boat to the storm to her getting on the lifeboat and flying above the crowd and throwing pedals out and singing some of the most beautiful songs from both albums. Um, Everybody was feeling her. It was really a show to be seen. And the TikTok videos do not do that concert justice. Honestly, if I had the money, <laughs> I would go see her again. I'm like, okay, girl, where your next show at? Cause I'm gonna be there just like I'm one of your backup dancers. Screaming the same way I was screaming here. Way out of DC, back to, you know, central and Southern Virginia. We started this place in Arlington cause we wanted to get out called Osaka Sushi. Um, that was good. 
it was it gave very authentic Japanese vibes very authentic and then um the food I got this from Shima dumplings because I get them from Sushi King and I'm like oh my gosh I love shrimp shumai those shrimp shumai tasted like they were steamed I hated them they were so gross but I paid for them so I ate them because they weren't terrible but they were like I would not get this consistency I'm really big on consistency when it comes to my food I would not get that again but the ramen the ramen was very good I got the tongutsu ramen that my friend got this time so it was very flavorful just like it was and it was very filling and they gave you a good portion like my friend ended up getting an appetizer and two tech two technical entrees but you know when you go to a restaurant usually their lunch size is smaller than the normal size not the case with this restaurant because <laughs> i had to leave because i'm allergic to everything and I felt my tongue start stingling. I felt my throat start tingling. I was like, I need to go to the car and take a Benadryl. So I went and did that. By that time, I guess he had had a couple of sushi because it took me a while to get back to the car and back to the restaurant. And um, that was a lot of food. So if you're in Arlington and you want like Japanese food, I definitely suggest going there. And then honestly, when I was in there, there were a lot of people there that were like professionals and stuff. And y'all know, I am not where I want to be in my life right now like I'm trying to be here now but I don't want to be here anymore so this girl was talking about how she was working on a project and they wanted her to talk about her experiences and she was just so exasperated with the whole thing she was like I just can't believe they're making me do this but they're paying me extra for it so whatever and I'm like I want that <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be complaining about it because, like, that's where I want to be. I want to be somewhere making so much money. And they're like, oh, if you do this for you, if you do this for us, we'll give you even more money. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I want the opportunity to say it, but I don't want to say it because I want to be very grateful for getting to that point even. Because I know right now, my jobs are getting on my nerves. <laughs> Um, today, I want to get into the Bailey sisters because, you know, there's a lot going around about them, just like with what they're doing. And I want to start with saying that it seems really hard to grow up in the spotlight. And I know this is what they've always dreamed of. This is what they always wanted. They were doing the YouTube videos. They were making the music. This is what their goal was. But there are pros and cons to your dreams. Like everything's not going to be picture perfect. And I believe Holly had said something along these lines before. It's hard growing up in the spotlight and not being able to make a mistake because they're not able to make mistakes without everybody in the world judging them like the people who are judging them were. Like right now, Holly's being, what from what we can see, she's being stupid over a boy. How many of us were stupid over a boy but we could do it in private or the only ones that know about it are our like, close friends? and friends we hold on to because we don't want anyone else knowing that information, you know? And then Chloe's just finding herself. And finding herself can be really, finding yourself can be really awkward and, you know, you're expressing yourself in a whole bunch of different ways and usually you can do a little bit of that in private in your room, but not when you're like 
famous and like a content creator and you want to post everything because you need new attention, you need to blow up your music, you need to blow up any movies that you're in. So you're you're posting about what your creative process is and you're getting judged for that. When I first started working at the job I currently work at, the TV was always on. And the Drew Barrymore show would come on and one episode she was talking about her experience being young and how she's older now with kids and she want to make sure her kids don't go through the same thing that she did when she was young. So that enticed me to want to read up on her story because I always hear people talk about her, but I never know, knew what really happened. And the gist of it is she was exposed to drugs, sex, and partying all before the age of 18. And she was doing all of this with grown men people that she was appearing in movies with, with her mother knowing and not really doing anything about it just because she needed Drew to stay in the spotlight so they could keep the money that they were getting. She could keep getting movies. Um, Drew Barrymore was addicted to drugs at a very young age. At Before age, she should have even ever been exposed to them. I feel like that's what can happen if you don't have those protective parents who are with you and they're like, whether you're acting or not, whether you're singing or not, I still want you to be safe. You also saw it with Aaliyah. Aaliyah's uncle was willing to put her in a compromising situation with R. Kelly. He knew who R. Kelly was, did not care, put Aaliyah in that place. And it seems like most of her family was just like, well, it's R. Kelly. And it's like, no, well, yes, he's R. Kelly, but this is your niece, daughter, cousin, why are you letting her be in a place with this man and you have a feeling, even if you don't know, you have a feeling that he's doing things that he should not be doing to her, especially at her age. And you're signing off on things just so she can keep her fame and you can say, oh, we was with R. Kelly. Um, another person, Jeanette McCurdy, and she's telling her story. She just wrote a book about it. I think it's called I'm Glad My Mother's Dead, which is very shocking. She really put the shock factor into that title. But it's like, this is what my mom had me doing. You all grew up with me, but you didn't know what I was going through behind the scenes. She had an eating disorder. She was dealing with Dan Schneider, who I don't know why they haven't, you know, done anything against him. But I'm sure there's like clauses in the Nickelodeon contracts that all those people who were on shows with him sign that say they can't really do anything about it. But even that should be illegal, you know? But her mom kept her in things, prevented her from eating, wanted her to stay young, keep a young body, just so she could stay in this limelight. And now she's older and she's screwed up. Well, she's not screwed up. She's trying to heal from what a screwed up childhood she had. And she doesn't want to act anymore. She doesn't want to do anything. She's like, y'all missed opportunities for me to be great. And now I don't want any parts of that. Those are extreme cases. This is this is not really the case with Chloe and Holly, but if they were in movies and TV shows exposed to, you know, less than men <laughs> and women, honestly, then that could those could that could have been their story. I believe their parents did a great job at protecting them. Uh, cause Zendaya's parents did a great job at protecting her. It's like, oh no, she's not doing any and everything. And we're gonna be on set with her. Don't worry about it. When she was on Disney Channel, 
and you know other black parents like Kyla Pratt she doesn't have if she does have a bad experience she hasn't told us that story you know it's just when you're in the limelight you have to have protective parents Chloe and Holly are older there's only so much protecting that your parents can do for you once you're older like Holly's 22 Chloe's 24 they're not you know under their parents not saying they ever were but like under their parents thumb where they're like you can't post this. I'm not letting this happen to you. Now it's you're grown. You're able to make your own decisions. I'm very proud of the life that you have done so far. You know, that's all speculation, of course. But, you know, that's the gist of it. There's not much your parents can do for you in way of saying you can't do this and you can't do that once you're past 18, if it's a healthy relationship. So let's go to Chloe first. Chloe and Holly, when they were together, Everyone was saying, Chloe, you should go on your own. Like, you should be your own singer. You should release your own music separate from your sister. You're the better singer. Why did they say that? Because they noticed that she had a body. And they felt like she didn't know she had a body. They like, I want to see you perform. And when people tell somebody that, they usually mean, I want you to do what I want you to do. And Chloe didn't do that. She did exactly what she wanted to do. And she came out strong. She had that performance where she performed. She had the performance where she performed feeling good on national TV. And people were upset with that. Like even Nina Simone's family came out and said she did a dirty job on that stage. I can't believe she was humping the stage. That's not a good pres presentation of who our loved one Nina Simone was. She wouldn't have liked that. And then every, well, not everybody's response, but some people's response was, did y'all listen to the song? Did y'all know y'all loved one? Nina Simone would have been in the crowd cheering her on. Like, you might have thought it was too much, but this is exactly what y'all asked her to do. Then she started coming out with music. And while I will agree that some of the stuff she do is a little corny, it's a little corny. I'm like, you can do better, babe. Like, if you're going to do this, do it right. She had an Instagram video that she put up where she was just sucking on a lollipop. And I was like, this is softcore. This is low quality softcore. It looks like you're auditioning. Why don't you go ahead and get something produced? Like, you could be doing this for a commercial. Instead, you're promoting your new song with an iPhone 2. Like, what are you doing, babe? And then she came out with Have Mercy. Everybody was upset then. This is corny. I don't like it. I'm not going to lie to y'all and say that I like the song. The video was good, though. I'm not going to like everything that they do. I'm not a diehard fan for anybody. I'm going to tell, I'm going to say when I don't like something. Did not like Have Mercy. Did not, I didn't like Treat Me either. I like it more when they're together. I like most of their songs better when they're together. But you know, it's fine. Have your singles, do your stuff. You doing what you like to do. Not everybody's going to like it. My problem comes into play when people are like, you need to stop. It's like, no, she doesn't need to stop. You just need to stop listening, you know? That's her new song, Pray It Away. I actually like that one. I'm going to give it to her. I like that. I like that. But Have Mercy and Treat Me. I, I guess I really don't like repetitive songs. So that's why I really wasn't feeling them. And the buildup. Have Mercy had that buildup that kind of reminded me of Beyonce's Countdown, where every time she came in and she was singing the chorus, it went up and up and up. And I'm like, this is great. I just don't like it. Treat Me is very annoying to me. 
that's the gist of why people don't like Chloe. Like, Chloe, people don't like Chloe because it's like, basically, they're saying she turned into a slut. And you're putting a bad image on your sister. Blah, 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 blah. Why are you doing all of this? And she's ignoring it. She's taking it in stride. She did have a little breakdown on live one time where she started crying and stuff. Hallie immediately jumped on that live and was like, well, she tried to. She was like, put me in the live. Put me in the live. Let me talk to him. Because she was going to handle that for her sister. Because that's the kind of sister that she is. Can very much appreciate that. I'm sure they had a conversation off camera where it was like, get it together. Don't do that again. That was embarrassing for both of us. But Chloe most recently is under fire from even the girls who was supporting her for doing a song with Chris Brown. Now, me and Chloe just ain't about the same age. And I'm not gonna hold y'all. When I was in middle school, Chris Brown was my husband. That was the man I was gonna marry in my mind. But then I got over it. Cause I'm like, all right. And I know like people, people want, everybody wants everybody to let it go. But I'm like, he beat Rihanna like that. I don't ever want to be in that much pain. That looked painful. Y'all talk about how could we ever forgive him? Blah, 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 blah. I ain't worried about that. Did y'all see her face? That looked painful. I don't want anybody to ever feel like they can beat me to the point where I'm black and blue, can't even open my eyes. What? I'm scared of you now. Like, it's fear for me. Everybody, like, I have friends that are like, oh, I would never let a man beat on me. I'm going to beat on him before he beat on me, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to put my hands on nobody, for real. I don't want nobody putting their hands on me. I let that stuff go. I was like, Chris Brown, I'm going to love you from afar. If I still love you. He do some iffy stuff a lot. Like, people harp on the fact Rihanna forgave him. Why can't you forgive him? He ain't beat y'all. Da, 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 da. Then they get real angry. And they're like, he ain't beat y'all, but I can't. And it's like, all right, y'all, calm down. Everybody has their opinion. It's not wrong. But let's not just focus on Rihanna when we talk about Chris Brown. Let's also focus on Karuchi and... I don't know how to say that girl name. Karuche, Karuchi, and Frank Ocean that he attacked for no reason. And I have... Oh, I worked with somebody this summer who was one of his teachers in high school. And it was like, every time I see him in the news, I'm like, he's not taking the medicine like he's supposed to be. That's what she said. And I'm like, dang. So apparently he has ADHD and other like things going on that he is on medication for and he don't take it. That's when he be acting a fool. And I'm like, that's real because I got cousins who is good when they take their medicine. But as soon as they don't take it, they not in the news or well. <laughs> they not in the news on the scale that Chris Brown is, but you know, I hear about them. Well, did you hear that such and such did this? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, why y'all keep letting that boy get off his medication? Put him on that. Personally, I'm not gonna hate Chris Brown forever. I'm not gonna wish that everything that man does fails. I'm not gonna support him, but I'm not gonna wish that everything he do fail. And I feel like that's what a lot of people doing. I don't have a lot of hate in my heart for Chris Brown. I have people in my life that I care about. I don't, Chris Brown, whether he win or lose, don't affect me. So people that's like, I'm praying on his downfall, da, 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 da. I don't really care that much. But people felt like the women in the industry shouldn't work with him because it shows, it sets a bad example. So when recently he wasn't allowed to perform at a show because the network was like, no, it's not a good look for us. Kelly Rowland stood up for him and was like, why y'all not let him do his thing? And people were flaming her because it's like, Kelly, not too much. We barely like you like that. 
why are you supporting this man? I don't even know what to say about that. Cause I'm like, mm. and now that Chloe is like promoting her song with him, like, oh, I have a song with him. Y'all should go listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. And they're like, Chloe, what is you doing? The girl don't have a smart brain in her body. Da -da 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 -da. Girl don't have a smart brain in her body. She keep making mistake after mistake after mistake. She's 24. She's allowed to make mistakes. And is this necessarily a mistake? Or is it somebody that she just wanted to work with because she admired the music? Chloe really, and she like, especially when they make those little fan cams of how Chloe was growing up, she's always been all about the music. Kylie looked like she was playing in a video. She was very serious too, but she joke and she do a little thing in the back. But Chloe's like, no, we need to make this music. We need to make it right. And I'm sure her, I feel like her collaborating with Chris Brown is her collaborating with somebody whose music she listened to, somebody who she did covers for, somebody that she's excited to work with musically. She feels like their voices will mix well together and stuff like that. I don't think she's necessarily thinking of it like, oh, Chris Brown's an abuser, I don't wanna work with him. I would never work with him. She's not thinking of it like that. And she's like, I don't understand how y'all don't get the music. And it brings up the conversation of separating the artist from the art. And when do we do that? And can a lot of people do that? Cause some people refuse to. Like I remember um, I was out to dinner with these guys and I was like, oh, I don't listen to R. Kelly music. And he was like, you can't not listen to R. Kelly music. You don't know how much R. Kelly has done. He produced songs, he wrote songs. I'm like, first of all, he ain't write nothing he can't read. Um, he said words. <laughs> anyway, he writes songs, he produces songs, and you saying that you don't listen to him just because you don't listen to the songs. It's like he's the main artist on doesn't mean you're not listening to other sh stuff that might have his name on it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going out of my way to listen to no R. Kelly music. I'm not going to be like, yo, put that R. Kelly music on. And if R. Kelly come on the station, I'm not getting up and dancing. I don't necessarily, I'm like I said, I'm R. Kelly is not affecting me. I am not going out of my way to hate that man, but I'm also not gonna necessarily support him. And listening to somebody's music is supporting them. Whenever Chloe has something to post or she posts something, it's mostly about her music. She don't really do nothing outside of the music. You don't really see her dating nobody. She be making jokes with Drewski and she do stuff with her sister. But other than that, it's about the music. So I feel like she's very much just doing the Chris Brown thing for the music. Is it the right choice for optics? It's given no because of how everybody's reacting to it. And then are there other artists that she could have worked with? Other male artists that we would have been excited for her to work with? Yes. But this may be on her, like, I very much believe that Chloe is a planner and that she has a list of artists that she want to work with. And one of the top male artists that she got was Chris Brown. So now that she's gotten this out of the way, maybe we can see her make music with other male artists that we would be excited to hear her with. But for right now, this is what she's doing. And in two, three months, six months, you'll be over it. Everyone will be over it. It'll be a forgotten thing. You won't even think about it. Now on to Holly who is basically proving herself to be America's sweetheart. She is America's little sweetheart. Everybody rooting for her. They're like, 
I don't know if they're rooting for her for the right reasons, but I'm rooting for her because to see them little black girls be like, oh my gosh, Ariel looks like me. So cute. So what we need. So while everybody was hating on her sister, on the other hand, they was loving her because it's like, oh my gosh, you're doing Ariel. Like, we love that. She has this really... Her voice gives soprano opera and it's so beautiful. It's very angelic, you know, and she's just been very calm and chill. Yoga, the cat, everyone loves that. Like they want those vibes. And people's eyes, she's the exact opposite of her sister. And they're like, your sister's a whore, but we love you pretty much is what people give on social media. The only bad thing that's happening with her right now is DDG. So I had to do a little research on DDG and talk to my line sister who is on YouTube and knows like the YouTube story of him and all the other kind of stuff. I didn't know he was a rapper. I was like, girl, you could have at least done a rapper, but he is a rapper. Um, recently blew up. He was started out as a gamer on YouTube, a prankster on YouTube. And it's like, even though he's a rapper, he recently blew up. Where did you find him, Holly? Where did you find him and go put him back? Because this drama that he got you in is making you look stupid. She's being harped on for being stupid with a man because she is famous and people are seeing it and he is embarrassing her out loud. The situation with Ruby Rose, it's like everybody was mad at her. Why would you post that? You're not being a girl's girl. You're just being messy. You want to cause drama. Let's not ignore the fact that if this man had never sent those messages, he had never messaged her, none of that would be happening. Zero percent of that would be happening if he hadn't messaged her and started messing with her on social media. And I don't know if there's like a numbers thing where people can see like, oh, I'm not getting as much attention as I want and they do crazy stuff. So people start tweeting their name and looking up their name and all this other kind of stuff. But of course you're gonna get more attention because you're dating America's little black sweetheart and you got Ruby Rose saying, do not play with me. Y'all are playing in my face. Here are the messages. You want her to post them. You want her to post them. Why would you antagonize that girl knowing she got evidence that you're not being faithful to Holly. And Holly, she like, the devil is at work. And I, when I saw that, whatever she said, the devil is at work or can't believe everything you see, something, something she said. And I was like, oh my gosh, baby, not that. Don't say that. This is not somewhere that Holly should be. And this drama is not somewhere that she should be. You, because now it's DGG, got Holly name mixed up with Blueface and Krishan. At first, you know, I'm just, I just made my episode about Krishan and how I feel about her. And when I watched the live, me personally, <laughs> you know, I felt like all she said was, I, this is what I would do. You ain't gotta do this, but this is what I would do. I say stuff like that. You know, I'm not trying to be messy. I'm just telling you what I would do. Cause like, not every, when I say that, not everything I do is toxic, petty, you know, all the other kind of stuff. Like, this is what I would do, girl. But you do you. That's what, that's what, that's what Krishan did. But she a messy, petty person. So, you know, it was a messy, petty thing that she said that she would do. And she's done it before. So, you know, 
that's where we were with that. And then to take it a step further and like not going too much into them, but like it was something that Blueface had posted and DDG or a live that Krishan and Blueface was on and DDG was like goals. Ugh, I would break up with him then. They beat on each other. Do you want me to put my hands on you? <sighs> Do you want to put your hands on me? Just to clarify something, a little off topic. When uh, Blue, he was all, he was already he was also involved in the Chris Brown stuff. But when Chris Brown was posting that stuff about men who beat on their women, and he posted Blueface, and he was talking Blueface, I got on live. He was talking about some you hit the wrong bitch, basically saying that you hit the wrong bitch. You shouldn't have hit Rihanna. I hit the right bitch, and Krishan was in the back like, yeah, you hit the wrong one. I will admit that had me like, all right, can't stand up for you no more. That's why I don't like doing that kind of stuff. Cause you made me look stupid in a second doing stuff like that. Because why you in the back of the ring with that man? Didn't y'all, didn't you smash a cup over his face for him calling you a bitch? He just said you was the right bitch to hit. Uh, do another cup, babe. Do not promote violence on this podcast, but you know, she already did it one time. Why are you sticking up for that kind of stuff now? Back to the topic at hand, DDG, is playing in a girl face and I believe he doing it for views and likes and I don't really like that at all because you could do something wild keep messing with your sister you know keep embarrassing her and doing all the stunts that you do for YouTube and Twitch and all of that how is with Disney do you think Disney wants to be involved in this messy mess at all because if it's one thing Disney does, we won't know about drama until somebody is out of that world. Didn't nobody know that um, Demi Lovato was on drugs? Addicted to drugs? That was a secret, a well-kept one. When you hear about how many shows and movies she did while she was on them drugs, and how she was getting bullied by the other Disney girlies, it's like Disney keep this kind of stuff under wraps. You are posting it on Twitter. And whose name is attached to that? Holly. What is her name also attached to? Little Mermaid. That's attached to Disney. You messing with her bag trying to get yours. What? So everybody like, Holly, you so dumb. You need to break up with him. This is not even your speed. You should be dating somebody calm, chill, blah, 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 blah. She's dating who she wants to date. The girl is 22 years old. If she want to date a dummy, let her date a dummy. You know, I ain't going to fight with you there. Because how many other people on social media and listening to this podcast can't say that you either dated a dummy or entertained a dummy? I've never been in a relationship, but I can say I entertained some dummies in my day. You know, I've entertained them. Shouldn't have been talking to them at all because how fast did I find out you was a dummy? But that's the thing. Nobody knows. Not a whole lot of people know. Like, not even a whole lot of my friends know that I be dealing with dummies at all because I don't tell them about that. Why would I embarrass myself and let all of y'all know that a dummy is who I hang with? I talk to dummies who are not even in my circle. None of my friends know them. You wouldn't even be able to find them on social media because I'm not connected to them. Unfortunately, DDG is popular, Holly is popular. So when he posts, it's like, oh, he talking about Haley. He posted an ambiguous, what was supposed to be an ambiguous tweet about women ain't this and women ain't that, all women are the same. You're dating Holly. Why would I assume you're not talking about her? Because what woman are you dealing with outside of your girlfriend 
who is making you say all women are the same? There's only so much advice that you can give someone about their personal life. Because at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do. Not too many older women feel comfortable telling somebody young, well, at least if they got experience, feel comfortable telling somebody young, hey, what you doing is real stupid. For the simple fact that, you know, I was being young and dumb at that age too. Somebody might step in and be like, hey, it's different. He's trying to mess with your bag, a Disney bag. I want to sign off with saying that everybody's going to make their own decisions. Everybody's going to make their mistakes. They're going to have their wins. And the way you view something is not the way that they view it. So at, we might view what Chloe and Holly doing as mistakes. Chris Brown is a mistake. DDG is a mistake. The way they're making their music is a mistake. The decisions that they're making are mistakes. But they may not view them as that. They may view them as making the right choice for them right now. And like, while I might regret this down the road and everybody's telling me I'm gonna regret it for right now, this is the best choice for me. And sometimes things seem like that in the moment. And people say you're gonna make mistakes when you're younger and you're gonna have things that you regret doing, but it felt good then and you wouldn't change a thing about it. I don't wanna reserve mistakes for your early 20s. like. By the time I hit 25, I'm not going to make any mistakes anymore. That's not realistic. That's not true. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to upset people. I'm going to upset myself. I'm not going to be where I want to be. But you have to take everything as a learning opportunity. It may have felt right in the moment. It may have been the best decision for you right then. But that's not how you should proceed. Everything is a learning experience. Whether you take it as, oh, I'm going to do this again because this worked out. Or you take it as, I want to do the same thing, but I want to do it a little differently next time. Or if you just take it as, I'm never doing this again. This was a terrible decision and I hate this for me. I'm excited to see the Bailey sisters journey and if they'll come back together and do another album together, what more their careers have in store for them. And I hope they take notes from Beyonce and let the public out of their private life because it's a little much. And she knows from being early on and just what people say about her now. So hopefully she can give them some pointers and tips to get everybody out of their business. Thank you for listening to another episode of Car Talks with Victoria. I hope you all have a great week, rest of the month, and make decisions that are going to be good for your future.